Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the very last Faith Stories class of the summer. Um, I don't know about you, but this summer has gone so fast for me, and I cannot believe we are already here on our last week of meeting together. I hope it has been uh, a summer of connecting and learning what you have in common with some other people in the church and building some new friendships, maybe. Um, but most importantly, of course, uh, hearing the stories of how God's been at work in our church community. So um, before I introduce our speakers, I just want to thank you all for coming this summer. I want to thank uh, Matt Sefko for filling in for me for several weeks when I wasn't here. Um, and I think Dan Brightweiser did that as well. I'm not sure if he's here. But anyway, um, thanks to all who helped make the class possible this summer. Um, so moving on to our last speaker for the series, Jacob and Lauren Reinking have attended Faith Church for about two and a half years, and they're both volunteers in the Faith Student Ministry and recently were part of a trip to Spain. Um, <laughs> I think some other members of that trip are in here as well. Um, Jacob is a senior membership director with the YMCA, and Lauren is an administrative assistant for a real estate firm. Um, and then some fun facts. Uh, Jacob has two false teeth, and Lauren somewhat recently required surgery after a very, I guess, dramatic fall out of bed. <laughs> so <laughs> um, that's some things you can ask them about later, because I don't think that's going to be part of the story. So let me pray for them, and we'll get started. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for this church and for this class, and just for another summer of um, stories of, of your work and, and your moving in this church community. And uh, Lord, I pray for um, Jacob and Lauren. I just thank you so much for them and, and for um, how quickly they've gotten involved here at Faith and have just um, already made such an impact. I pray that you would be with them this morning as they share their story uh, about community and, and the importance of that. Lord, and I just um, thank you again uh, for this church and, and for this class and for all that you've done. Amen. All right, come on up. Hi. We're Lauren and Jacob Ranking. We are very excited to be here today. I think we can. Can we say more than one word each? Or yeah, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're Jacob and Lauren Ranking. Um, here's a little bit about us. Uh, I don't know if any of you saw, but we titled our talk, Community Matters. Um, so both of us have seen God work in different ways in the communities that we've had um, and just the ways that he's blessed us with different communities at different times. Um, so we'll kind of walk through our story and talk about those different communities. Um, we also saw in some circumstances a lack of community and how that kind of affected us as well. Um, so I will start with talking about my life. Um, so I grew up in the Chicago area, um, Algonquin, Illinois. I have three older siblings um, who are pretty wacky and crazy. Um, and now I have a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law and two nephews. Um, and here are my parents. Um, so I, like I said, grew up in the Chicago area. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, and we uh, attended Willow Creek Community Church. So 
I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it. It's a <laughs> mega church, non-denominational, um, up in the Chicago area. And one thing about Willow that I remember when I was growing up was that it was really fun and like crazy. So like the youth retreats were wild and like every weekend felt like a concert at worship. It was just a ton of fun. Um, but I think a lot of it was lacking like a seriousness or meaningful relationships when I was there. Um, so I went there from when I was born um, until my first few years in high school. And um, I had a different small group leader every single year, so it was really hard to kind of have a solid community when I was there. Um, and that's also why, I'll talk about this later, but partially why I was so interested in joining FSM here, because it's so cool that you follow the kids from sixth grade to high school, so I'm excited to see my girls graduate, hopefully one day. Um, <laughs> Um, but, yeah, so that's why I got involved in FSM. Um, but like I said, church kind of lacked that meaningful community, and so I found that community at uh, school, which I went to a public school, and a lot of my community was with non-believers. Um, so because of that, and also due to my own sinful nature, I really got into the habit of being a people pleaser. So I did whatever it took to get people to like me, um, I was like partying, was swearing a lot, was just not reflecting Christ in any way. So I'd heard of the gospel when I was growing up, going to church and everything, um, and I accepted Christ at a really young age, mostly due to fear. Um, and so I think I just was not living my life for him in high school, and my parents started to notice that. Um, they noticed that I was just unfulfilled, not joyful like um, I normally had been. And parents, I don't know how they do this, but they forced me to go to this place called Summit Ministries. Um, so I think there might have been talk about like, hey, we'll give you a computer or something if you go. <laughs> I'm a little spoiled. But um, like I said, I'm the youngest of four. So. Um, but yeah, I, Summit Ministries is basically a two-week college course in Colorado Springs. And the first week that we were there, they go into a lot of depth about other religions and just how God works in like science and art and what that looks like. And then the second week there, it's more applicable to your own life. Um, and so I went into the week, or into the two weeks, with a really bad attitude. I was like, I don't want to be here. My parents are making me going. And in hindsight, it was like a really cool opportunity to be in like beautiful Colorado and um, yeah, have all these really cool speakers come and talk um, and just like learn about God. And so God really used me in, um, God worked through me in that um situation and he showed me like how big he is and how real he is and how he works in like every area of life and it was cool to hear about like um, you know God is in science and this is how he's in science and so um, when I was there I recommitted my life to Christ and really wanted to start living my life um, for him and one of the verses, actually, that stood out to me um, when I was there was 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. 
But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I think during this time of my life, I was really living into, like, my weaknesses and trying to get people to like me with my own strength and just trying to live my life like, I could do this. I know what I'm doing. I know how to make people like me. Um, and then it was kind of when we were at Summit, committing my life to him and saying, I know that I'm so weak and I can only live my life through your strength. Um, so post-Summit, I came back to high school and um, a lot of my high school friends who don't share the same beliefs with me were not too happy about my change of heart. Um, so I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't want to hang out. Um, I didn't swear anymore. So it kind of just totally changed how I acted. Um, and it was really cool because I connected with a girl who was at Summit with me. She also did not want to go and also was changed there. Um, and she re recommitted her life there as well. And so we both could talk to each other and we were pen pals and just kind of talking about how um, it was kind of difficult back at home with our communities that we had. Um, I also heard about um, Taylor University when I came back from Summit. Um, so if I had heard about Taylor before going to Summit, I probably would have just thrown it out and been like, I don't want to go to Christian school. I really am not interested in going to Taylor. Um, but God's timing is great. So I, I heard about Taylor post-Summit and um, decided to go. Um, I also realized that I could actually run on the cross-country team. Um, so that was a huge part of my um, college career was running on the cross-country team. And here's some photos um, from that. Um, our nickname is the Mad Dogs. Um, Mad Dogs, like D-A-W-G-S. Um, but yeah, on that team, um, I had a really great coach who incorporated faith and running. Um, and he's just such a godly man, and he would always encourage us to put our relationship with God first. Um, I also met so many godly women that showed me what it looks like to um, really love the Lord and um, really what it looks like to live a life for him. And so, yeah, my community at Taylor was really amazing, um, especially because of the cross-country team. Um, and yeah, my, my four years at Taylor really grew me a lot. I studied exercise science. That's what I graduated with. Um, and Jacob actually graduated in a similar field, but I'll let him kind of go over his story with you guys. Okay, so um, I grew up in Fort Wayne. Um, these are my parents. I'm an only child. Um, so if that tells you how spoiled we are between the two of us with her being the youngest and <laughs> me being an only. Um, yeah, so um, grew up in Fort Wayne. Uh, both of my parents are teachers. Um, my dad specifically is a teacher at Concordia Lutheran High School. Um, I grew up in the Lutheran Church. Um, I was actually talking with my grandma yesterday, um, just asking her how many generations of our family, uh, my dad's side, have been in the Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne. 
uh, we counted about six or seven. So um, very well connected. And like my family is very well known uh, within the Lutheran community uh, in Fort Wayne. Um, so it was it was real easy um, for me to have a sense of community because of that. Um, again, my, my dad has taught in Lutheran schools for 40 years now. Um, so I mean, just very well uh, connected. Um, he's taught at uh, the high school in Fort Wayne for third, I think this is going on his 30th year. Um, or 29th year, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, just very well connected um, in Fort Wayne. Uh, and so it was, again, just easy to have those connections. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was it was hard to have the connection from the standpoint of, hey, this is something really deep uh, that I feel connected to, to my community around me. Um, I always felt like um, the, the Lutheran Church is um, very very well um, versed in, hey, we have a lot of traditional things um, going on. Uh, the church that I actually grew up to, or grew up going to um, from kindergarten through about second, third grade, um, it's called Zion Lutheran uh, up in Fort Wayne. Uh, very traditional, um, like very traditional, like uh, organ, um, big, beautiful, um, like just Lutheran church. I mean, if you've been to one of those old ones before, I mean, that's that's what it was like. Um, so grew up going to that. So just, um, again, had a lot of uh, just deep uh, knowledge, I would say, of what um, the Bible looks like. Um, and I would say more or less, I had a lot of uh, Bible trivia and like a lot of Bible knowledge, um, but I didn't really have like that deep connection uh, with the Lord um, that I think a lot of people are seeking after. Um in around third, fourth grade, somewhere in there, we transferred to a new church, uh, Manual Lutheran, uh, where my parents still go. Um, and it was a little bit less traditional in the fact of, hey, like they have one service that's contemporary and then one service that's traditional, um, or really two services that are traditional. But um, yeah, I mean, so a little bit less, um, I would say, just, I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but um, just a little bit less traditional with that. Um, because of that, I was I was pretty heavily involved in youth group at Emmanuel. Um, so we called it uh, EYG, Emmanuel Youth Group, just pretty simple. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I was we had about 30 or 40 kids in the senior high youth group um, during that time, um, which was cool. Um, and again, was just very connected through that. Um, I went to a Lutheran grade school uh, and high school. So from kindergarten through uh, senior year of high school, um, I was in the Lutheran uh, school system in Fort Wayne. Um, and again, just just had a lot of uh, people around me that were uh, believers, um, but again, just didn't really have, like, I don't ever felt like I was in that space where I felt really close to the Lord. Um, I would go through phases of it, but it wasn't consistent. Um, so in high school, um, I, I don't have like a specific date and time, but that's kind of where I committed my life to Christ. Um, and again, there wasn't ever a time that it was like, hey, this is... Um, this is like super deep and it's super meaningful in my life, but um, I more or less just started treating people nicer. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just again, just taking my faith a little bit more seriously, um, had a little bit of a happier outlook on life as well. Um, here are some pictures. Um, so I also ran uh, cross country and track and I'll get into that a little bit with college stuff. Um, but on the left, um, that's my high school, um, some of my teammates there. And my dad uh, was a basketball coach for a long time at Concordia. Um, so, I mean, from the time I was one, I mean, he was coaching. So I've been in and around sports uh, my entire life. So um, that's kind of the language that I speak. Um, uh, but fast forward to uh, 
college. Um, I went to Indiana Wesleyan. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, they, they're about 12 miles apart from Taylor. Um, so it is a, uh, yeah, a little bit of a rivalry that Lauren and I get to have with each other still to this day. I mean, all joking aside, I mean, they are both great schools. Um, so it is, it's a lot of fun to be able to, (laughs) to have that. I know there's a few Taylor people in the crowd today. So, um, but I, I ran cross-country and track um, at Indiana Wesleyan. Uh, this picture here is from 2015. Uh, we had gotten third at NAI Nationals um, in cross-country. So I was just, um, yeah, it was fun to be a part of a, of a good team um, where there were a lot of guys that would pour into me as an individual. Um, and we really just worked hard and, uh, yeah, just uh, did great things for the Lord. Um, I had great coaches during that time as well. Um, both coaches that we had um, were just really great men of faith. Um, and so they really poured into me as an individual as well as our team. Um, and I was just very thankful um, to have that uh, community around me because um, it really pushed me to be a little bit more um, deeply rooted in the Lord. Um, and so that was great for me. Um, during college is where I really started to get into the word a little bit more um, consistently, I would say. Um there was a, uh, yeah, there was a point where, I mean, I, I feel like the shift was kind of made, um, more or less. And we, I mean, I, I just had a more deep connection, like I'd mentioned, uh, and just really grateful for that experience there. Um, I was thankful for the guys that I had around me. Um, this picture here is from, I think, 2014, uh, conference in cross country. Um, we had, I mean, it was just a good group of guys to be around. Um, and they really, kind of kept me in line uh, when I would kind of stray from the good things that Jesus had to offer in my life. Um, so that was pretty great to have. Um, fast forward to uh, post-college. Um, I graduated in 2017 from Indiana Wesleyan. Um, and right at, right away, um, I thought I wanted to be a coach um, at, at the collegiate level for cross-country and track. Um, and so I took a graduate assistant cross-country coach uh, coaching position at Concordia University, Chicago. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, it is in River Forest, Chicago. So, I mean, just on the west suburbs of the city. Um, it's actually where my dad went to college. So, again, very Lutheran, very traditional. Um, like, it was just a, it was an easy fit for me because it was what I knew. And um, so I just wanted to make that um, yeah, just something that was a part of my life. Uh, so um, at the time, uh, I actually had a girlfriend back home, uh, not Lauren, but um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, because of the um, distance there, um, I actually moved back home after one semester uh, at Concordia, so I didn't last very long there. Um, I had a lot of other reasons to move back home, but that was, that was probably the main one at the time. Um, and upon returning home, that was in December of 2017, um, I just kind of wandered aimlessly. I didn't really have, like, that community. Um, I mean, I had my parents' community that they had established and my family's community, but it, I didn't feel like it was my own ever at that point. Um, so, um, yeah, I didn't really find what I was looking for, and I was looking in the familiar places that I knew in high school um, and pre-college, um, but just never never really had that sense of community. Um, uh, shortly after coming back home, I actually uh, was engaged um, to that, to the girlfriend at the time, um, and yeah, I mean, uh, it was really um, like spring of 2018 into early summer of 2018 um, was a really hard time for me, just because again, I had lost the 
the running community that I had had through college. Um, I lost my faith community that I had had through college as well. Um, and then I just had like very few friends in the area. Um, so it was just a hard time. Um, and I was kind of reliant on, again, my parents' community and just never felt like it was my own. Um, so yeah, I mean, during that time also, I was in my absolute least favorite job that I've ever had as well. Um, I was a car porter at a dealership. Um, and basically what it was is I would take the cars from the service area and I would drive them back to the mechanical area where the guys would fix them. And then I would do that all day long, eight hours a day. So just in that circle um, the whole time. So again, it was just like, I, I felt like I just, I just didn't know what I wanted to do or, or how I wanted to, to um, orient my life um, and kind of go from there. Um, on top of all this, actually, um, my uh, fiance at the time, she broke off our engagement about seven weeks before we were set to be married. Um, and looking back, I mean, it was a really great thing um, at the time. I didn't know it, um, but <laughs> I mean, it was for, great. For, for multiple reasons. Uh, the, the big one at the time that kind of became apparent a few months after um, the engagement was broken off. Um, so a few months after that, like August, September of that year, I actually found out um, that she had been doing some things that uh, were not the greatest um, in the world. Um, she was actually arrested in early 2019 for um, just, she had inappropriate relations with a minor at that time um, while we were together. Um, and so that was actually really, really hard um, to go through all of that. Um, plus, I mean, on top of that, it was all the stuff that I was dealing with um, and this person that I had thought I had known for, I mean, I had been friends with her for 10 years and we dated for two years. And so it was just, it was a hard tra life transition at that point. Um, actually, the about the week, um, I don't know if it, the exact day, but um, the week after, um, like within a week of, of her breaking things off, um, I was actually sent this verse um, through the Bible or version Bible app. Um, so uh, it's Isaiah 43, uh, verse 2. Um, and it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. Uh, when you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. Um, so, I mean, again, that was just kind of God saying, hey, I've, I've got this, like, no need to worry type of thing. Um, and so, uh, the pastor that I was actually, uh, my parents' home church, I had I'd known him for, for most of my life. I'm, I'm still friends with his daughter to this day. Um, and uh, I had actually met with him shortly after um, here, like, uh, and I told him about this verse that was sent to me, and I was like, wow, this is really cool that God's doing this. Um, and then he actually was like, hey, uh, take a look at verse 1 and verse 3 after that. Um, so um, I did that, um, and it says uh, in verse 1, uh, but, now, uh, but now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Um, so obviously my, my name is in that. Um, and so that was really cool for me to see that. Um, and just, uh, just the, the presence that, that God still had in my life. Um, and even though, yes, it was a very hard time and I didn't feel like I had that community. Um, and I feel like I had lost a sense of community, um, based off of everything that was going on. Um, it was, it was really cool just to see that. Um, and then in verse three, it goes on to say, uh, for I'm the Lord, your God, the Holy one of Israel, your savior. Um, so again, it, I mean, I, I still hold very fast, uh, or very, um, hold that, uh, that verse very close to my heart, um, just because it is something that, that has impacted me. And I mean, I kind of go back to it, uh, when times are hard and when days are hard. Um, I mean, we all 
there there's a there's a plan for everything that that we go through um and all of that as hard as it was um yeah i mean it was it was for god's glory um with all of it um so uh in late june early july of uh 2018 um Less than two weeks uh, after the engagement was broken off, I was actually uh, offered a job uh, back in Marion, Indiana, uh, where Indiana Wesleyan is, um, right across the street, actually, from from uh, Indiana Wesleyan. So um, the the cool part was I had reached out. Um, so my the assistant cross-country coach at Indiana Wesleyan, he is a physical therapist by um, day, and him and his wife own a, um, a business um nearby and I didn't apply to this job at all but they re- I mean I had reached out in like January February saying hey if you guys have any jobs let me know um, and they got back to me in about late May early June and said hey we've got something available for you um, if you want to uh, turn in your application so I was like great so sent it to them um, and yeah was hired to the job um, shortly after that so um, Actually, uh, Lauren had started at that job about two weeks before, um, and I met her on my first day there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was shortly after that, um, but I'll let her go into a little bit more depth of that. Uh, yeah, we worked at a place called the Wellness Center, like you said. That, that's it on the right. <laughs> um, and that was us working together. Uh, that was one of the first pictures we ever took together. Yeah, one of the first photos. <laughs> I made him dress up uh, for Halloween as a couple, but we were friends. So um, <clears throat> Jacob fel- failed to mention that he was also my boss at work. Um, <clears throat> so when he uh, started working after me, I, I got a new boss. Um, and that's why it also took us so long to start dating as well. And um, so I started two weeks before Jacob. And similarly, I was also experiencing a very difficult year in my life. Um, for different reasons, of course. Um, But senior year of college, uh, actually three of my friends passed away. Um, It was all different connections and all different situations and kind of throughout the whole year. Um, And it was the first time I really dealt with death at all. Um, And I was really angry with God. I was struggling to kind of understand why he would take away such like wonderful godly people who were my age and it was really hard to kind of understand why God would do that um plus I also was graduating and didn't really have a firm grasp on what I wanted to do post-college um so I had a line uh, a job lined up at Summit Ministries but that was kind of just a summer job and so it wasn't really like a long-term great option post-college Um, and I, yeah, moved back home with my parents, was just feeling very, like, low, and, um, didn't really know what to do, so I was on Instagram, posted a photo of myself from graduation, and captioned it, someone hire me, um, just kind of as a joke, um, and one of my friends from my Taylor community commented back, and he was like, hey, I have this job, he's like, I'm leaving, Um, it's back in like Marion, so I don't know if you want to move back, but, um, this job will be open and it like works with your exercise science degree. Um, and so I thought about it and I was like, do I really want to move back to the Taylor area? Is that kind of a step back? You know, like I graduated, I moved on, move on with their life. Right. But, um, I thought about it a little more and realized that it would give me 
more of that community that was so beneficial for me, but I would also be able to be around friends that were still grieving the loss of those friends. Um, so it really felt like a great option to move back to the area for a little bit. Um, and I stepped into my role at the Wellness Center through that random Instagram post and uh, met Jacob. Um, both of us were really kind of in a low spot in our lives and we really were struggling with our faith and just had a lot of questions um, because of our last year that we had had, but we were able to find a friendship with each other and God really blessed us with that relationship and friendship. Um, and because we had that boss worker relationship, um, <clears throat> there was no, you know, it was just friends, um. So that was really cool because we got to learn a lot more about each other as friends and just really became like, had this deep friendship with one another. Um, so we'd hang out at work for eight hours a day and then, you know, it's, it's kind of a smaller community when you're not in college. So um, hung out post-work as well. Um, so it was a ton of fun and just um, God really kind of gave us each other to help support one another um, through that time. And while our community in that area was um, pretty good, it was also a little different from college. Um, and so I was also interested in becoming a nurse. So I decided at the end of 2019 that I would move back to Chicago with my parents um, in order to take classes, um, which turned out to be a huge blessing because a month after I moved back, um, COVID happened. And so I was at my parents' house instead of just being in an apartment by myself. Um, and then the second reason why it was a huge blessing is because after I put in my two weeks, then we could start dating, <laughs> um, <clears throat> which is a plus. Just for clarification, uh, she, <laughs> she, she always says that she had a crush on me from day one. Uh, but, um, but yeah, just I had to clarify. Yeah. Just so we know, um, but no, I mean it was it it was really me that that delayed the uh, the dating part of it. So um, yeah, thankfully Lauren was uh, persistent um, with it. <laughs> um, so uh, as Lauren mentioned, uh, we started dating like uh, late 2019, um, and so. Uh, right after she had moved to Chicago, um, I moved from Marion to Indianapolis just so we could be even further apart. Um, and not not great timing uh, on on my part, but um, it was it worked out for the best. Uh, so in February of 2020, um, moved to Indianapolis um, and had gotten a job with the Y. Um, and so uh, during that time, uh, I was really just trying to again find that community that I could call home. Um, I was living closer to downtown with two friends of mine, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, trying to get plugged into the YMCA community, um, as well as started going to uh, Cornerstone Lutheran Church up in Carmel, um, which is a, just a larger Lutheran church, and I was like, oh, there's got to be young adults there, um, and so I uh, did start to get connected with a few people there, um, but then seriously, I mean, literally a, a, a a month after I moved, um, COVID kind of shut everything down. Um, so again, just never got a chance to like really dive deep into that community um, that I was that I was really hoping for and looking for. Um, thankfully, though, during that time, uh, I got to know uh, kind of Lauren's community a little bit better, um, and so 
we the Y was shut down for about 10 weeks um, in early or from March to about early June of 2020. Um, and uh, yeah, so I got a chance to be actually like live with Lauren's family essentially for five weeks um, up in the Chicago area. And so I got a chance to know her parents and her parents got a chance to know me um, when we had only been dating for like three or four months. Um, so that was great uh, that we had that. I think of the 10 weeks that um, I was uh, not at work physically. Uh, I think Lauren and I were together about eight of them. Um, so she came to live with my parents up in Fort Wayne, uh, which was a just a cool thing that we got to experience during that time. Um, so uh, let's see here. Uh, drove uh, after uh, COVID opened things back up. Um, I, I drove back and forth to Chicago a lot. Um, I probably was up there about twice a month, I would say. Um, and if you don't know, the drive from Indianapolis to Chicago is not easy. Um, just because it's 65, just boring cornfields, and then you make a left pretty much uh, northwest Indiana, and you're in Chicago traffic. Um, so not, not the easiest drive in the world, but um, I was willing to make it for her. Um, and so... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but because of because I kind of had my foot in two different areas of life, um, one being in Chicago, one in Indianapolis, I never felt like I still had that that sense of community. I was kind of church hopping at that point, um, and I was going to Traders Point a little bit. Was going to College Park and kind of just going wherever my friends would go, type of thing. But again, never felt like, hey, this is like this is a great community that I'm a part of. Um, so uh, plus on top of that. I was working a Sunday through Thursday schedule at the Y, um, and so I wasn't able to get plugged in because I had to be at work at 10.45 on a Sunday afternoon uh, or Sunday morning. Um, and so I had to find a church that had an early service that I could go to, um, and so it was just a little bit harder to find that. Um, so towards the end of uh, 2020, um, fast forward to then, uh, Lauren actually made the really wise choice to move back to Indianapolis and choose me over nursing. So um, that was that was fun for me, um, but uh, that wasn't the real reason. But uh, it was Jeff. It was definitely a uh, a nice perk um, to have her back in the area. Yeah. So my career path has been a wild one, and if you want to know all of my jobs and careers, I'd love to tell you, but it would take up like another hour, so I won't go into that. But um, when I moved to Indy. Um, I started a new job, moved into a new apartment, and then we also got engaged the first week that I was there. That was the only way I could make her cry, was packing it all into yeah. one. Yeah, overwhelm me, <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, a lot happened when I moved to Indy, um, but one thing that we both really wanted to focus on was finding a church community. So we kind of touched on this a little bit growing up, but both of us felt like our churches were always our parents' church. And we never felt like we had a home church. And post-college, because we moved around so much, it was really hard to get connected. Um, or just we didn't put in the time to get connected um, like we should have. And so um, finding a church was definitely number one on our priority list. <clears throat> And so, like Jacob said, he worked on Sunday mornings, so we had to find a church that had a 9 a.m. service. Um, so we went onto the Gospel Coalition website. Um, my parents now go to an e-free church, um, and that's kind of how we heard about it. 
and we saw Faith. It was about two minutes down the street from where Jacob was living. It had a 9 a.m. service, and so we were like, all right, let's just start with this random church that is super close. Um, so we came and visited Faith on Super Bowl Sunday, and we remember because two separate people invited us to Super Bowl parties while we were there, um, and so we honestly just felt really like, wow, this community is great, and they're already inviting us to parties, and um, we were a little bit swarmed during first service, um, <laughs> and it was not overwhelming to us. We like that kind of stuff. Um, we, felt, we felt popular. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we left th that day, and we were driving back to his apartment, and we were, like, talking about faith like we had a crush on it. We were like... <laughs> oh my gosh, this church is amazing. We're like, they're so fun. They invited us to parties. Like, should we go see them again? Should we go back? Um, so after that first weekend, we actually never tried another church. We just kept coming back to faith and felt like our community was, yeah, just like the community of faith was welcoming and an awesome place to be. Um, and we have loved being here for two and a half years. Um, so some of the ways uh, Anne-Marie talked about us being connected here, um, we both do FSM, student ministries, and we have eighth graders now, which we had them in sixth grade, seventh grade, and now eighth grade, um, <clears throat> which is cool that we both get to serve together and uh, that community of leaders as well is a lot of fun. Um, I have been involved with the mentoring group um, with Jenny, Jill, and Michelle, um, which if you guys have heard of that or need a mentor or anything, that's um, always, I'm sure there's women willing to mentor. Um, but luckily, me and Michelle uh, meet together regularly now, which uh, Michelle Rascorla, and I really appreciate her wisdom and just kindness. Um, and we also have a community group with some other young adults. Um, some of them in this room, but... Um, and then I have a very small part in the men's ministry team as well, um, which was, if for those of you that were at the men's retreat, there was a very controversial Jeopardy um, game that went on, but yeah. that's, that's another People story. People were pretty mad about <laughs> some things, but... Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we one, one other thing that was cool about us coming to faith is that we heard from a lot of different people that... Um, the church was praying for like a young adult uh, population to move into the church. Um, and so when we started attending, we were one of the first young adults that had been there. And then by the end of that year, I think there was like five or six other couples that came that were kind of in the exact same, same stage of life as us. They were either had just been married or were um, about to get engaged um, or yeah. So we were all kind of in the same stage of life, which was cool that God had this church kind of felt like waiting for us to come in and we all felt kind of called to be here um, and we this is kind of an old outdated picture because now there's lots more of young adults that have um, been coming but we have just been so encouraged by the community that's growing here um, not only with the young adults but also like we love spending time with our middle schoolers and then um, in generations older than us as well, just gaining wisdom um, from that. But yeah, Faith Church has been such a blessing to us, and we would just encourage everyone to think about the different ways that 
um, faith has community and how you're needed, but also how you're wanted in that community. Um, and that would be kind of our overarching call is go find some community. But thanks for letting us share with you guys.